This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Bard escaped the death world of Tren and prepared to capture a rogue trader. Alto assisted the others in their medical recovery. Lyric explored her burgeoning psyched powers, and Valentine welcomed Halter and Blackheart onto the team. What will they face on Vicodin Prime? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Daily Weather Report of Vicodin Prime. Cloudy. Uh, you find yourselves um, looking down at a, uh, a, a sort of a, a beautiful white gray orb um, as uh, the the ship um, pulls out of warp um, into uh, the uh, the Vicodin system. Uh, Vicodin Prime is a stunningly beautiful uh, planet from this distance, um, although. A cursory glance does show you that uh, the uh, almost the entire planet, uh, at least from where you can see, is uh, covered in in cloud cover. Uh, it seems to, in fact, be a tremendously cloudy day. You can see brief glimpses of of kind of brilliant emerald green um, through the the sort of gaps as the uh, the ship approaches the planet, but um, it is indeed a very cloudy day. Um, you have been traveling for five days uh, upon. Pulling out into the Vicodin system, um, Acri immediately attempts to contact um, the local networks and is met by static. Uh, not There's nothing there static, um, but jamming. Um, this wouldn't come as much of a surprise, I think, frankly, to – well, Valentine, you would understand this as um, given that he's a rogue trader who runs like a massive industrial planet – um, the odds of him, like you've seen this kind of shit before, where it's like planets that, that are in the Imperium, but kind of on the the weird fringes. This kind of shit isn't unheard of. Um, a lot of people like to kind of 
I think amongst the Imperium, it's always been a bit of a joke. Where it's like, oh, cool, yeah, you're jamming our signals. Great. Here's a fucking space marine. He's going to level your planet. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been like a low-level pirate move because it wouldn't stop an astropath. So anybody who's got a psyker, yep. this is like sarcastically playing music outside. It's not stopping someone making a phone call. It, it's a landlord saying you can't have pets in this building. It's illegal. And you're like, no, it's not illegal. Go fuck yourself. And they're like, eh, okay. Um, so, yes, it's, it is, it's clearly a, um, a, a sign of I do of think describing the Imperium as a not-so-great, like, condo board is pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything look, it, will be hell and you're all going to die here. Uh, except for the small cavils of people that you aren't part of that you never get to see that get to live in the condos and or just have them, which are the Space Marines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, we spent all of our money on more Thunderhawks. Anyway, you, I don't know, just deal with chaos with your knife, you asshole. Yeah, um, I own a condo in a building. Oh, my God, he's Primaris. <laughs> <laughs> they better nerf his rules. Um, <laughs> so... Um, the um, the network again. You, you can't uh, tap into anything. Also, you obviously don't have an astropath, which is um, I think inconvenient in a way that you wouldn't have ever necessarily considered before Valentine. Um, given that you've only your your, your space travels have been a fairly limited. Like you kind of went on this one mission, and this is the the tail end of that mission where everything kind of went south. Um, but it's a little bit like. Um, if anyone, uh, if any of you have flown in like a small plane compared to like a very large plane, in a very large plane, it's very hard to tell you're flying at all. It's just like being just a large climate controlled box. Whereas if you're in a smaller plane, you feel everything. And weirdly, it's, I, I mean, personally, I find it almost a little bit more comforting because I'm like, oh, no, I, like I get it. There's wind outside and we're kind of riding the wind. That's fine. As a, same thing with <laughs> ships where it's just like there's certain ships where it's just so big. You're like, I guess I'm just in a building. Like we're on the water. And I think um, for Valentine, that's definitely the, the the ship that you were on at the beginning of our story was huge. And that was the same one you, you took out. So all that to say, um, traveling without an astropath is actually wildly inconvenient in a way that I don't think it would have even dawned on you could be possible. Because it's like, I guess, a current generation um, that's used to Waze and Google Maps suddenly not having any maps or GPS and just being like, oh, how the fuck? Yeah, we also had to use warp beacons and we don't have a navigator. Like, he has taken so many steps back from how things are meant to be done. Mm-hmm. And, ac- and Acri, and like, Acri as a pilot, as a human pilot, had better skills than he does as a robot, but also he was literally built as part of a two way, like, he was basically a glorified, like, tram system. Like, the, um, the Astral Line was literally meant to just ferry people to all of the different Galen planets in that system so they could be tourists. Like, he's not. He's he's doing a good job, but yeah, he's not, you know, yeah, he's a race. He's not R two D two. He's in not the like sense that the Universal Studios employee stands at the front of the Fast and the Furious ride and is like, whoa, <laughs> and it rides a line. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, needless to say, it's a impressive that you arrived where you intended to, um, and that's I think uh, partially from the combined efforts of Alto tinkering with systems and Haldron tinkering with systems and Acri's, um just kind of innate piloting. Uh, but B, yeah, you had to use warp beacons. Um, it's a smaller ship. It's also been mo- heavily modified in order to even be able to do this. So basically, a lot of things went really right for you guys, which is new for, for the party because you haven't had a lot of things going right um, up until now. Um, the trip took you two additional days, um, which in warp terms isn't bad at all. Um, but it does mean that you've been gone a full week. Uh, I am roughly tracking our our sort of countdown. Um, 
as I mentioned a long time ago, uh, in no way, shape or form am I going to like mark this down as like, well, you took three long rests. So the emperor's dead. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think just I, I so we have a rough it. benchmark of where where we are and, and kind of roughly what's happening. It'll be loose, but useful. Yeah, I was also thinking in terms of prophecy with warp meets reality and all this kind of stuff on the way. And I also realized, oh, wait, all 10 of them are there in a year. We actually don't like Valentine, I think, has been thinking the way Ryan would have, which is like, well, what happens if we take out one? Does that mean all nine of them are there in a year or does it timeline shift? Man, he would hate not being psychic. With that shit. It's the only time in his life he's ever wished to be a psyker. It's just to do better with. Oh, I wish I wish I was more heretical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Valentine not heresy enough. Am I right? Um, get at me, heresy Twitter. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you um, uh, you're within range of the planet. Um, it's uh, it's a, a smallish uh, planet, which doesn't really come as a tremendous surprise, given that it is seemingly dedicated to kind of one niche industry. Um, yeah, what uh, what preparations would you make? How would you want to approach? What's uh, what's the next step for you now that you're you're kind of out of out of warp? If we were looking at the world, and we probably would have whatever our most up-to-date map was, which might not be that recent, but is there like a, a starport kind of thing like, Tom? Is it all based on the surface where you'd have to go down to get into yes. the heart of the industry in the city, or is it up above? Yeah, um, so they, there isn't any specific information. I think you get a rough, like, in the same way that um, I think old maps would have, like, there's a port here. Uh, you have that much information, um, but not really much more. Um, it is mostly planet side. Um, you get the sense based on uh, the kind of cargo that would be coming on and off a distillery planet. Like it, there's a lot of loading involved and you don't like he, he's rich, but he's not. He's not like build a like a skyhook to like mid mid-level space station kind of guy. Also, I feel like space stations are relatively rare in, in 40K Verse, am I correct in that thing? It tends to be planets either are specialized and then it's like an asteroid that does it. Some of them have um, like star forts or like their moon is weaponized. So mm -hmm. they have that like it probably more important. Small people, no, they would not yep. have that. Yeah. Um, um, you also, uh, I mean, none of you have encountered this information, but I think I can just give it to you. Um, uh, the the Vicodin family has been um, making... Uh, this alcohol um, for generations. It's it's a it's a long standing thing, and um, uh, based on his name, you've probably assumed by now that I'm pulling a lot from Scotland. It's a lot like um, Scotch distilleries in Scotland, where the idea of having to present the tradition also matters. Um, Alexander Keith's beer does this in in uh, Nova Scotia as well, where it's like the act of like the performative act of no, we do things the old fashioned way seems to be important to this brand. So you can assume that, yeah, they wouldn't have like an, like it's not, if we're talking distilleries, it's not like um like a Coors where it's just like, oh no, fucking whatever, just dump it in. I don't care. It's like, oh no, it's barrel aged. It's very important. So um, yes, there is a, um, uh, less a starport and more um, kind of even just from loose planetary scans. Um, there's only really one hub of civilization on this planet um, that is is sending off any signals. Uh, so despite the cloud cover, you can ascertain kind of where that is. Um, and that is uh, clearly the location of the distillery. Um, I'll say uh, from the records you do have of this planet, they're, again, very loose because why would you have 
you can't access the network, but like just in terms of general stock <laughs> Why would this ship have it? Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of like a general, like I've got to assume that the Imperium would have a rough idea of planets that have been encountered. Um, this planet is actually labeled as a feudal world. So a planet that was not uh, advanced by the Imperium specifically. So for us thinking about this, um, Earth would probably be considered this if Earth was like, uh, there is an Earth in 40K, but in terms of like, okay, like, yeah, sure, we've kind of done our best, but we're not really that technologically advanced. We're just kind of, we've done our best to a point. Um, most feudal worlds are much more basic than that. They are literally like, there's one person with a gun and everyone else has a sword. Um, but uh, in this case, it's been, because it's been handed down from generation to generation, it's more technologically advanced, but it is listed, the categorization is feudal. All right, so having seen what we've seen uh, amongst these Rackets friends, so the feudal world designation would suggest that at least before it was colonized or however old this star chart is, this world was somewhat primitive and it may be primitive outside of the central area. Now, we could go in and wave the old, shall we say, inquisitorial stick about, which is something that would open a certain number of doors. However, it would close any doors that they don't want the Inquisition to have access to. So I believe we've got two clear options, and I'm interested to hear any ideas anyone else has, because the emperor loves innovation. So what I'm thinking is we can either go down, set down somewhere kind of hidden and try to insert ourselves into the capital to find what we need from the outside. So once we know and have more information, perhaps we've claimed some certain things we need, healing supplies, perhaps better armor, because as far as I can tell, the two of you wear elaborate coats. Uh... That might be something we could improve. Oh. Otherwise, <laughs> are, you, are you okay, Alto? Yeah, do you need to roll a death save there, Alto, from your wounded side? <laughs> just cl- like clutches Kel's cloak that he like inherited after she died. It was like, oh. <laughs> oh, so you just, you like the coat. Oh, we could put armor under it. I'm not saying the coat has to go. I'm just saying it's clearly not keeping you alive in the way it did when you fought... I don't know, neighbors with sticks. I don't know terribly much about hives and I don't mm-hmm. mean to be insulting. You do have electro whips. I'm aware you're far beyond <laughs> the feudal world. But uh, the other option would be to try to, shall we say, gussy ourselves up and come up with a cover story about representing some sort of secret shipping concern or someone who might want to have business dealings with the Vicodin Liquor Group. That would, again, open some doors, and then we could just boot open a few more by showing a rosette and sticking guns in faces that aren't ready for guns. Uh, how does everyone feel about deception versus secrecy? Uh, or, I'm, I'm funny fine third it. thing. That's great, yeah. Let's lie our way in. I don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, we've done our fair share of, you know... Uh, massaging the truth before you know for a job or just to kind of get by but uh, we haven't really done like a, a big like con to get onto another planet i mean it sounds easy you make it sound easy so uh, it should be fine right well based on the feedback that you're both giving one of you disturbing overconfidence without an ability to hide their emotions or thoughts and the other saying they've never done a con i think we might want to go secret for the first bit and then maybe do the con when we have more information that we could back up. I, I, I trust you are both capable, 
but I would say improvisation probably doesn't make your top five skills. We've used this whiteboard here, and you look over, there's just an eagle with two heads, and it just says Imperium with an arrow at it. And he's like, you're not understanding the basics, but I think we might want to get more advanced before we start riffing bits when it comes to Imperial aristocracy on a rogue trader world. So why don't we try to find a point near the capital, but far enough away that they won't see us set down, and then we can try to engage on our own terms. Uh, I should be able to do that. I can do that. Yes. Alter God, like. it takes you so long to say things. <laughs> Alter like sits down in the chair and, and kind of like switches over to manual manual flight and starts to chart a course for near the capital. Sure. Uh, Holdren, this is an awkward question. Can I speak with you quietly at the back of the, the ship for a moment? Uh, quietly? Yeah, I love quiet. Let's go. I regret this decision, but I've already made it. Do you know what? Maybe the Emperor sent you to me for a reason. Here's the thing, Holdren. You look like someone who naturally understands people. And I know I can be a bit distant from them at times. Lyric does not like or trust me, which is bothersome because it means she tends to make decisions that are destructive for the group, our goals, and ultimately herself. But when I try to include her in planning, she just says yes to everything and then leaves. I'm sort of out of strategies. I've tried taking it head on, and I've tried including her in our decisions moving forward. How did you get people to agree with you to give you machine spirits you weren't supposed to have? How did you survive for so long? You must have been good at making friends. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, listen. Imperial Guard are very squishy. I think we've been over this. Real squishy. They die so easily. So That's great. So does Lyric. Okay, good. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a good baseline. Good baseline. Okay, look. So um, uh, they realized uh, that if I wasn't, you know, fixing uh, the beautiful, sweet creatures that were driving them into combat, uh, they'd just get squished. So they really liked when I'd, like, patch up the vehicles and such. So they realized I had value to them. And as a result, they were kind of okay with me. Uh, so there was that element of it, which was pretty good. Um, but also, uh, look, uh, I mean, I know you're from the, the you know, the uh, you're an inquisitor and like you got a lot of experience with all this space stuff and that's really cool and all. Um, but have you really talked to her about what she did? I mean, it sounds like like that uh, Astro Boy over there got real bummed out when he made fun of his coat. Uh, you know, it's important. This is something I saw a lot with the guard, you know, because, uh, you know, you and me, we, we kind of grew up inside the Imperium. Everyone's like, hey, you guys are great. And, you know, we kind of are. We're just kind of better than normal people, right? But the normal people still have full lives. All those the squishy, squishy guard folk, they really, like, they thought they were a big deal. So, like, maybe find out what what, what she did and, and what what she's good at, what, what she takes pride in, you know? Because right now it kind of seems like you're treating them, uh, yeah, admittedly kind of the way you treat Imperial Guard, and those guys suck. So um, maybe... Uh, Ask her what, what, what she likes, uh, figure out kind of like what she used to do, and maybe that might even help with your plan. Why not? It's an interesting idea. I'll try it. I'll tell you, she does not respond well to curiosity, but I'll see what I can do. I'm interested. I do believe I could grow closer to Alto through these methodologies. I believe he shows great potential for the future for himself and for the Emperor. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, listen, if there's one thing I learned from kind of being away from the rest of the, uh, the Mechanicum and such... Uh, it is hard out there for a tech priest. Uh, it is scary and weird. Uh, and I thought I was kind of equipped to deal with everything. And then I found myself alone, surrounded by a bunch of squishy idiots. Um, 
And it seems to me like you're kind of surrounded by squishy idiots. So the only way out is to really realize that you don't have, like, no space marines are showing up. The, the, the Adeptus Astartes aren't there. Like, they're not coming. It, it's just you. And uh, no offense, but, like, I've literally seen inside you now. And her. You guys are pretty squishy. You're a squishy bunch. Now, you want to install some metal, I'm your guy. And I see you already got some nice optics going, so, like, good stuff. But uh, it's just the three of you against the world. And me now, so, ha But, uh, you know, it's important to remember, whatever you think you've got backing you up, you don't got it no more. It's just us. Yes. And, and my spirits, of course. You're right. You're right. I assumed that establishing that I wouldn't sacrifice them and would sacrifice anyone else to save them would be something that she would appreciate, but it seems to have driven her further away. I'll think on this, Holdren. You're a very wise... Uh, do you prefer the appellate man? I don't know if you'd prefer something else. I mean, man's fine. Honestly, I've kind of transcended the whole squishy human bit, but, you know, whatever makes you feel good, bud. I mean, would you prefer adept? We could use several... Yeah, adept would be very it. nice. You know, no one's called me that in a long time. That'd be very good. You're an honorable adept, my friend. Ah, shucks. It is a pleasure to have you here. Uh, Thank and you. I think he'd offer him a hand. Um, and uh, he um, reaches out, uh, and uh, you notice that uh, he's actually replaced one more of his fingers at some point in the last five days. You're not <laughs> you really didn't sure. didn't even man. notice? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like... Just cannibalizing uh, the ship. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, uh, thank you. You're, uh, I was always kind of spooked out by you Inquisitor folk, but, uh, you seem pretty cool. Anyway, um, I'll leave you to it. Um, and as he walks away, you notice that, uh, he has one very long toe. Interesting. All right. It's organic. Uh, hmm? It's oh, organic. I see what he did. Ah. Well, you know, everyone, no, no, Pobuddy's nerfect, as the Emperor always says, so... I'm uh, what Haldrin just boisterously said to Valentine, did the rest of the ship here. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I will say that despite his, uh, his boisterous attitude, this all would have been um, uh, uncomfortably enthusiastic guy with his arm around your shoulder speaking was, loudly into your ear. Conversation. Um, I think you would have heard... Uh, the cadence of it, so it would have been a lot of like, and then like, also like all of his arms were twitching, so there was like servos moving and things, and they're not quiet. Like again, yeah. a couple of them are like full steampunk weirdness. Um, so no, I think it was it was loud enough that you were like, I think of the two of you, Lyric, I don't think you would really give two fucks what they were talking about, but like Alto, if you were like doing that thing where you're kind of trying to listen in, it was very hard. I don't think you really got got much of okay, it. Okay, no, I, I was just mostly like just the way that started off of like, can we have a private conversation? It's like, yeah, no problem. I just wanted to know how much <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how he, uh, it was. He doesn't if have, it was private, then also yeah. would not be consciously being like, hmm, I got to see what they're up to. Yeah, like. it, it's private in the way that two people talking at room volume in a party is private. Like he doesn't have, it, the right. volume doesn't really go down, but it was enough that it was hard to hear. Hey, this is Nero Abagnale from uh, 
Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy. And look, if you want to help support us in pulling back the curtain on uh, some of the mysteries of the galaxy, like, uh, you know, figuring out what all this Horus stuff means or uh, finding these uh, these uh, new men, well, we're going to need your help. So for just the cost of a dollar a month, you can join our, our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And yeah, for just that, you can talk to other fans in the Discord, swap theories about uh, the nature of the Golden Throne, uh, about, you know, what really happened back in the day you can really get to the heart of things or you know at five dollars you can listen to this very show ad free uh, as well as some of our other shows uh at uh, fifteen dollars you can add some names to the shows you can hear your own uh you know names showing up and stuff and at twenty five dollars you can create your very own character who will go with us on some of our adventures as well as uh, getting your name added to the credits which is a, a good way to immortalize yourself you know like like horace did when he got his name added to the credits of history you know so uh if you want to be like horace go to uh patreon.com slash dice it's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e and you know we'll figure this out together You guys may have talked while I was back there. You know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. That is a good question, actually. Um, over the course of the five days slash now, um, do you think you two would have uh, taken a moment to kind of um, check in with each other? Alta would be checking in, for sure. Um, <laughs> I think Lyric would just give, like, occasional reminders. Of, like, if she, if she ever saw, like, Alta, like, talking to Valentine or Valentine approaching him, it would just be like, Lyric would be following that up with like, you know, we don't fucking trust him, right? Like, uh, like yeah, yeah. Just get no, ready to like leave this guy. You and me all the way for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's just, <laughs> you know, he's, he's been around. So it's kind of cool here. What he, he has to say, you know, uh, I think we could learn a lot from him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, but we, well, we don't trust him. No, no, no not at all. No. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and just like, just <laughs> hands on the sticks and just like, okay, yeah, eyes forward, kind of. That's like our converse, like. And then just like patting him on the back and going to lay <laughs> on the floor in the corner again. Alto knows like how our conversations end of like, oh, Lyric has said what, sh- has communicated what needs to be made like known. And it's like, yeah. okay, conversation over. I received the basic information required to do the next task. That's yeah. 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 Um, so I think, I think the moment Lyric leaves, it's Valentine coming from his Haldron talk. He's, he's feeling pumped to like mm-hmm. learn about people's feelings. Uh, and he'll just swing into the same chair and be like, Alto, of all the things in the galaxy, what would you like out of this world? I've realized I don't know you well, and that is my fault. Uh, what, what would I want? In the world, yes, you, like you, this you've world? Got, you've got a life given to you by the Emperor. And we're on this quest now. But what do you want next, if you've got to choose? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing some schematics for some really, really interesting craft out there that the Imperium gets to use for, I, I would assume, military applications. But it looks really sophisticated. And I, I, I would be lying, you know, if I said I wasn't interested in getting my hands on one of those things or giving them a spin, you know. Well, do you want to join the Navy and fight the Xenos in it, defend the realm? Do you want to run a shipping concern? Do you want to be your own rogue trader, fly through the stars, meet species, sell things? Oh, I, I, I couldn't do anything, you know, without Lyric with me. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a team, she and I, so whatever we do, it, 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 it would be together. You know, so uh, maybe maybe what Lyric wants 
uh, and I can, you know, kind of tag along now. This is already a pretty big improvement. Most of the time, Lyric goes out on a bounty hunt, and I, I stay home. So getting to be out, you know, pilot a few crafts, it's been it's been great so far, you know. How old are ignore you? Ignore us dying. I'm 21. Interesting, interesting. Well, what's the craft you want to fly? If you had to choose. I think I saw schematics once, and it was called like a, and this is, I'm going to need maybe some help here, like a Titan or an Iron Knight or something. Like a big bipedal. Imperial Knight, you're talking a full. Oh, that is a lofty goal, my friend, but it is what I'm interested in. And you do have the Mind Impulse unit. Have you tackled anything that has its own... I guess, for lack of a better term, large-scale machine spirit. Not the ones that you find in, like, cogitators or anything, but something that fought back. Uh, no, not not really, no. I was just fascinated by a, a machine shaped like a person that you put a person in. It seems like a really fascinating concept. Acri kind of, like, clears his throat. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, yeah, uh, well... Well, Acri didn't fight back, though, right? That's the thing. No, no, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, granted, I, also, I didn't have uh, too much experience with, uh, you know, the big guys uh, back when I was piloting, but got to tell you, I've been quite enjoying our, our partnership here, uh, friendo. Uh, it's been uh, it's been kind of nice, and you know, if this is any indication, I think you'd probably get along just fine with the machine spirit. Oh, well, okay, great, and then maybe uh, maybe. You know, uh, you're you're an inquisitor, right? So maybe you could, I don't know, make make something happen. I don't know how it works. You, you well, do not. You talk I think like you, the emperor or whatever it is. <laughs> Requisition and iron. Here's you, my I, paperwork. You've got the emperor's <laughs> accent. Is, is I think what you say, right? Well, yes, I speak with his voice. But what I think you could do, <laughs> the emperor's accent. <laughs> this is exactly what he sounded like. Sorry. Um, do you do an impression of? The, the emperor. Yes, I, I speak with his voice. Um, yeah. Different but similar enough that this isn't worth going down the line on. So re- the Inquisition's just a bunch of shitty ventriloquists. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm the emperor. Nice chair, am I right? How is he doing that? <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think we've set up something that you want. And I think the risks you're taking on this goal are incredible. And I believe you deserve a reward at the end of this, because if you've saved the Emperor, then you have done your duty. And if we could find a way to extend that, we could do interesting things. I believe you are a bright, loyal soul. Oh, so yeah, in the end, I hope we can find it for you. But along the way, let's look for ways we can use that mind impulse unit. The more you're used to dealing with larger and larger scale machine spirits, the more prepared you'll be for a knight or a titan. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll... Uh... I'll try and, uh, you know, practice or whatever. <laughs> like, also just kind of like <laughs> thinking of like, we're, we're not, like we've got less than a year now to save the god emperor of the empire of man or whatever it's called, uh, is thinking like, probably don't have a lot of downtime for, you know, running drills or anything. So I'll just kind of thinking like, yeah, I guess just any opportunities that come up, well, you know, I'll, I'll try and seize on them. Oh, no, 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 no. I, d- I don't mean that you have to do this on your own recreationally. What I'm saying is we can try to build it into plans. You know, if we have to go into a facility, for example, a shipping facility where we know large-scale, perhaps bipedal robots, machinery might be lifting things, those things need drivers. Maybe we could choose a version that needs that rather than 
Oh, they, they have them for, for that stuff too? I think everything will help you expand your skill set. And if you're having oh, fun perfect. and serving the emperor, as far as I know, that makes you immortal. <laughs> oh, that is a concept that like blows all to the mind. <laughs> He's not sure how truthful you're being. He's like, immortal? Well, uh, you'll live forever with his spirit in the heavens and he will be pleased because the work that pleases him should also please you. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> the camera slowly pans to Haldren standing nearby, politely not engaging in this conversation. Be like, oh, yeah, machine spirits. Oh, that sounds pretty good. What a specialized knowledge group. Yep, pretty interesting. But he's not saying it loud enough to, for, to interrupt your conversation because he's just advised <laughs> you to do this yourself. So it's more him just muttering to himself being like, always a bridesmaid. All, yeah, <laughs> yeah and always a tech like, maid. <laughs> Alta's experience with machine spirits is so limited that he probably isn't connecting the dots of like, this guy is housing machine spirits. And I don't think the, the concept of machine spirits would exist on a hive world. I really don't. Like, it's just, it's so... No. Well, he's, he's also and not trained. Machine no, yeah. spirits is like, you're yeah. inducted into the cult of yeah. shit. Well, and again, it, it's literally like, you know, anytime anyone showed up and be like, hey, I brought you Christianity. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're yeah. barely scraping by. And they're like, but have you thought about maybe also building a church? You're like, no, I don't want to do that. I need food. So yeah. it's that kind of thing where it's like the hive, well, as we talked about with the emperor, where it's just like, oh, yeah, cool. The emperor. Great. Cool. Wherever yeah. he is. That's, yeah, blame, that's blame. kind of how Alto's been raised, right? So, yeah. so when he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, your spirit lives on. Alto was going like, well, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So obviously this is the beginning of a journey and it's important that you make it. And I have limited expertise, but I may be able to summon opportunity. <clears throat> For example, Holdren. Hey, what now? I, I believe we have a, I, I, a man, he's 21. I thought he was younger, but we have a man here who would like to know more about the mysteries of the machine spirit because he has an interest in one day piloting a knight or may perhaps a Titan. All of the spider arms shoot through the cockpit at weird angles and just drag him in a power slide of, of just like a casual lean uh, up upstairs awkwardly. And he kind of like bumps his leg and the toe falls off. Um, and he slides up to the cockpit. He's like, you rang? Machine spirit, you say? A, a titan, you say? Well, that's very interesting indeed, young man. Yeah, you want to you wanna play in the big leagues, drive the big machines, huh? I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe if we save the emperor, I can get a... A titan, you know, for recreational use or something, right? Like that's... Admittedly, that is something I would also enjoy. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, I meant to ask you. So you said we're trying to save the emperor. Uh, You mean like the emperor, not like an emperor of lesser renown, right? No, I mean the big man funneling the astropathic choir, creating the astronomicon center of the entire Imperium. Yeah, all right. That's what I was afraid of. Listen, um, obviously very concerned about him. And he, like, puts all of his robot arms on your shoulders, Valentine. And he's like, but I got to ask, what happens to the chair? Is the golden throne okay, at least? Well, if we do this right, yes. But if, if we not, don't... A destroyed, pissed on by an orc. There's a chaos space between the dragons. Ah, and just, like, left. all of, like, it, it, it's, it's, there's uh, kind of like a Galadriel getting the ring moment. <laughs> where, like, um, all, like... The, the arms kind of, um, like, you know, almost shake their fists. But you can also see other bits moving under his robes. Um, oh. And it's, it's like an alarming, like, kind of jolting thing. He's like, we gotta stop those assholes. Anyway, and they all, like, fold back. And he's like, happy to help. 
I'll take you just let me know Let's when you want to drive the machines and I'll help you out. Well, uh, Alto, this may seem nerve-wracking, but so is partnership between new partners. And no one pilots a Titan alone. They need, uh, you know, a moderati primus. They need someone to supervise the gunnery. They need someone to supervise the engine. Perhaps you two could provide more support for each other than you'd think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We could, uh, we work together on some stuff, right, uh, Haldren? I'd love to. Uh, shake on it. And he extends one of his robot hands again. This time a little bit more like, hmm? Uh, Alto will, like, hesitantly put out a, a fleshy, <laughs> twig, it, twiggy limb and just, like, very delicately shake it. It's like, ah, your flesh hand. I see how it is. Okay. Uh, oh, and then and he, like, looks over, like, the mechadendrite arm comes down and, like, interlocks. Oh, oh there you go. That's a proper greeting. All right. Uh, this, this is, is the beginning of a okay. beautiful friendship. Okay, good to know. Valtan will be like, you boys have fun. Uh, <laughs> and then go back to where Lyric is. Uh, Lyric, what do you think you'd be doing at this point? Are you still just, like, laying on the floor holding your guts in? Uh, yeah. Thinking about psychery things? Absolutely. I am using every moment to recuperate. Great. Because that is what needs to be done (laughs) right now. I'm very glad nothing will come along to disturb that. Enter Valentine. Hello. Uh, (laughs) 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 He's not entirely sure how to have a conversation that is purposeless. I Mm. think that's what his problem is here, because he was raised to the Scholar Progenium, transferred to the Commissariat Military Police, transferred to the Inquisition. He doesn't understand how anyone lives their life without knowing exactly why they're doing the thing mm-hmm. they're doing with a clear end goal. So chit chat has never been a thing for him. Probably also shut down constantly by everyone. Mm-hmm. So he like pulls up a chair and I imagine it's like that, that thing where like it's, it takes a little too long and it's a little too, th- too slow and it like scrapes really loudly the whole <laughs> time as he like brings it up. I open one eye and kind of yeah. track you. <laughs> and then close it again. <laughs> I understand that you don't like me. <laughs> and I Not can Not really that I don't like you. I'm just kind of indifferent and don't trust you. Oh, that's, I mean, a general improvement from when you yelled I hate you earlier. So I would, seems like would net gain. Um, I mean, I also hate you, but that's, <laughs> that's moment to moment. Hate is very <clears throat> different from indifference, but um. Wow, you really have a skill for throwing people off conversationally. (laughs) I'm here because I know my purpose. And right now we're all pursuing my purpose, but that doesn't seem tremendously rewarding for anyone else other than saving humanity. But again, that makes fewer people's lists of goals than I would expect. What do you want out of life? Wait, are you really asking me what I want out of life or what I want out of what we're doing? Well, uh, uh, life beyond this. I would imagine you want to survive this. Yeah, I want the money. Yes, exactly. But I mean, what what do you want to do with the money? What's the end goal? Uh, fucking survive. So your only goal is to not die. Well, yeah, and for Alto to not die either. 
I mean, our, isn't that all just like what we do? We just like live until we die and try to put off the dying as long <laughs> as we can. <coughs> like it's not that fucking difficult to understand. But you've chosen bounty hunting in a, as a profession and you've chosen to refuse alliances, be uneasy with friends, trust no one. Those are all things that usually allow people to survive more effectively. Yeah, you'd think that. What happened to you two? Because that is a 21-year-old man with the mind of a 12-year-old who has no dreams outside of doing what you tell him. And that means something has happened to him and to you. And I say this as someone who observes a lot of human relationship and has studied psychology. If he has no dreams but yours at the age of 21, there will come a reckoning. Not that summoned by anyone else, but that will be summoned by him realizing that he has his own wants. And if you're not prepared for that conversation, there will be a cost. It will cost you. And despite what you may think of me, I wish you no pain. I wish you happiness. I wish you the success in this quest that we could save humanity. And then I wish you to take that money and for you to live long and happily. But what happened? Uh, look, what do you want? Like, I, 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 like, what are you asking? I don't understand. Like, just be fucking direct. There is a crackling <clears throat> on the radio that doesn't interrupt your conversation, but is suddenly present over all, all the speakers. It's a, a static crackle, um, and you can almost hear a voice coming through it, but not quite. Uh, Alto would start tending to that since he'd be at the helm yep. uh, in, in the cockpit. Um, he's flying manually, but he would also, I think he would be have the wherewithal or the the necessary skill to start kind of trying to track that frequency while flying. Sure. Um, and Acri's helping. Um, at this point, you're descending into the um, upper atmosphere. So, um, you know, you've got the burn vector. Um, <clears throat> it is, uh, I think uh, that's sort of occurring as their conversation is going on. As soon as you've breached the atmosphere, the, the radio contact starts to come in. Um, and you're, yeah, you're just hearing like a constant static crackle uh, and occasionally like almost a voice shouting, you think. Um, you can just pick up like, occasional syllables um but it's kind of like a kind of thing um that said um you're in dense dense cloud cover um so currently you, you physically can't see anything um valentine and lyric would you continue to have this conversation or would you break off at this given I mean, that you're also I kind would, of at a conversational impasse i would say best be attending to that eh uh, and I think Valentine would answer the question that she asked yep. before she tried to segue it and just say, so what as I, she what walks the... by, you just like clamp her arm. Yeah. What I want you to realize is that I would burn a world before I would let you or your brothers die. That's all. Time for me to go attend my task. Uh, and he'd just get up and go to the cockpit and leave her to heal or whatever. What a confusing, weird man. Um... <clears throat> out of the, uh, as Valentine, as you settle in, um, again, just like clouds blasting past the uh, viewport. Um, uh, Alto, you're starting to get um, um, pings. So you can kind of ascertain roughly where you might be able to set down um, and where, where you're getting large concentrations of, of things. Um, what's surprising is you're, uh, you're getting a lot more signatures than you expected uh, from a planet that is 
essentially like a distillery. Um, and suddenly a proximity alarm starts to go off, um, on the ship. And, uh, it would seem that, um, there are vessels closing in on either side of yours. Uh, they seem to be, uh, atmospheric. Um, they, uh, clearly aren't, uh, space vessels. Um, and, uh, through the, um, as you kind of squint out, uh, can both of you please roll me a... Perception check. For the love of God, I was looking for a fucking spot hidden. <laughs> Goddamn mythos mysteries. Uh, okay, so um, and uh, lyric, you can roll me one too if you think you've joined them up in the cockpit. If you're hanging out back in the the cargo bay, you wouldn't be able to see any of this. But no actions happening. So great. Okay, are you looking yeah, for I'm difficulty up. to set this uh, against? Yep. Or uh, surely am. So um, we're gonna go with. Um, for those of you with organic eyes, um, we're going to go with a difficulty of four. Um, Valentine, do your optics, do they have like heat signature, night vision? Uh, they remove challenge dice from, uh, perception and vigilance rolls. Okay, great. According to environmental factors. Uh, but that is very convenient because this is, uh, theoretically I would be adding setback rather than difficulty. But this is an odd case. I'm going to set yours at two. Okay. I'm not going to give anyone setback dice for this. It's a bit different than trying to see something in cover just because you're flying and there's cloud and there's sort of shapes. Um, also, because this is a spacefaring vehicle, it's not it's not like being in um, <clears throat> sort of a, an Earth uh, airplane where you have like a cockpit where you can physically see everything around you because – in space, you don't need to. You have instruments for that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, uh, yeah, go go ahead with that. Um, in terms of story points, unfortunately, we're sitting at one in five uh, in my mm-hmm. favor. Yeah. So one of you can use one if you so desire. Given that Ryan's got the best to. odds, yeah. it might make sense to give it to him, but you're also yeah. about p- possibly in danger, so it's up to you whether you want to use it or not. Uh, I think I'll let this one just play out clean, and we'll see what okay. happens. Fantastic. Okay. Um, Alto, you can take a boost dice from Acri, okay. um, since you're wired in through him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I will leave it at that. Cool. Okay, I have my results. Everyone else? Okay, uh, two yeah. successes, one threat. Yep. Me too, twin! Oh, hey! Oh, hey! sister. There Aww. we go. And I have three successes and two advantage. Oh, okay, wow, great. Um, okay, so um, through the... Um, uh, through the the sort of like heavy cloud cover, and um, I want you to imagine these clouds as as that beautiful, truly bright, like soft white, like light, 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 light gray. Like they're not like thick, ominous things. It's that beautiful kind of wispy white cloud um, that you find in in kind of um, I think it's environments that have like a mid level moisture, so it's not like oh, it's gonna rain. It's just like no, it's just beautiful clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're seeing these two vehicles flanking you, and um, they look a bit like you can see wings, you can see cockpits, uh, like they're definitely aircraft. Um, and you you see kind of like vaguely through uh, the white of these clouds, um, just flashes of of red, uh, and then you see um, fire. Uh, you can see actual like burn trails um, from smaller things that almost look like rockets, kind of flying around these. Um, 
and slowly the radio is is kind of clearing up uh, the more and more you fuck with it. I think also in like a, a vaguely Jurassic Park, you like increasingly concerned, like what is this way? Um, and finally you find the frequency and the single syllable begins to stretch. And instead of a single letter, you begin to hear it for what it is. A horrifying, chilling scream of Wah! And with that, the orcs open fire. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. Available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Really big monster! Zero irony. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. There's a pocket dimension in the deep freeze. This is the stupidest dystopia we've ever been to. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette? In 415 million BC? Where are we? Space? Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.